everyone. Welcome to On the Environment, the podcast from the Yale Center for Environmental Law and Policy. I'm Liz Borgay. And I'm Alex Kashtan, and we're master's students at the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies. The school recently hosted the Yale Environmental Dialogue Symposium, a multi-day workshop where stakeholders gathered to discuss innovative ideas to help meet today's greatest sustainability challenges. During the symposium, we spoke with Katie Dykes, the Commissioner of Connecticut's Department of Energy and Environmental Protection, known as DEEP, about her previous work with the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, her current role as Commissioner of DEEP, and her vision for the future of energy in Connecticut. Thank you, Commissioner Dykes, for um, talking with us for this podcast. Oh, thanks um, for talking to me. <laughs> so, so our first question is when uh, is about your time at the um, Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, and we just sort of were wondering more about your role there and maybe Great. what you think of as you know your greatest accomplishment while you were working with oh, Reggie. Oh wow. Well, um, it was you know so Connecticut is a charter member of of the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative or Reggie uh, as we affectionately call it, um, which is a living, breathing, thriving cap and trade program uh, that the nine northeastern states have been participating in. Um, for many years now, and so um, I've been involved with the board of directors for the last uh, six years, but really supporting Connecticut's participation um, in the program, and then a couple of years ago had the opportunity to serve as the chair, uh, which is really exciting. Um, we had, uh, had just entered, you know, one of the great things about Reggie um, is that when the program was first set up, set up, there was a commitment to do a regular sort of check-in uh, with stakeholders and among the states to, you know, evaluate how the program is going and see if there are improvements that could be made. And so uh, right around the time that I became the chair, we were just starting um, another one of these check-ins or called program reviews. And so I got to really be involved as we looked at the opportunities for more ambition in the program. And ultimately, um, in 2017, we reached an agreement among all the nine states um, to uh, uh, tighten our cap further so we could achieve another another 30% um, of reductions across the electric sector out to 2030. So it was, you know, um, also around that same time, uh, the Clean Power Plan, uh, essentially the Trump administration had determined that they were going to roll it back. Um, but so another sort of added plus of that moment uh, was that we had this bipartisan group of nine states um, that in the wake of, you know, the, the, the repeal of this or, or, or the federal government sort of stepping away from climate leadership or de demonstrating the durability of our program um, and, our, and our willingness to continue this progress. And, uh, and, and it's been a really successful program. So it's, it's been terrific to be able to see it into this next chapter. Great. Cool. So our next question is more about um, the your vision for the future. So now that you're commissioner, what is your vision for the future of energy in Connecticut, and how will you work as commissioner to increase renewable energy? Mm -hmm. Great question. Uh, so I'm in about my fourth week, uh, <laughs> which is 
Um, it's just been a really exciting time uh, so far. And, you know, so our department, I can just say a little bit more about it, is um, the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection. And so we have a really broad mission uh, that covers um, conservation, you know, ensuring the protection of all of our, um, the whole uh, suite of natural par uh, na uh, state parks, uh, wildlife area, wildlife management area, state forests, um, protecting uh, and managing our, our wildlife and other natural resources, fisheries, and so on, um, as well as our environmental quality branch, which is, you know, enforcing uh, the safeguards for, you know, our safe uh, uh, water, uh, uh, drinking water supplies, um, land uh, uses, and um, uh, the way that we manage uh, materials, trash, and so on in the, in the state. Um, and then we have our energy branch, which includes the Utility Commission um, and an Energy Policy Bureau. So it's a very broad mission. But I think some of the urgent issues that we're addressing today um, in increasingly require us to bring together all the expertise um, and, and the different sort of objectives of of um, environmental protection and uh, affordable and reliable energy sources um, in order to meet our goals. And so um, just in the context of renewable energy, um, we've had great progress in running um, competitive procurements for grid scale um, and behind the meter uh, renewable resources over the past couple of years. We've developed a model that's really um, now, you know, very familiar to developers, and we've seen developers really sharpen their pencils um, in their responses to their bids that they're bringing to these RFPs, which means great things in terms of ratepayers being able to get the benefit of more renewable energy at a lower cost. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, our, our opportunities and challenges in, in the years to come are to really ramp up um, the quantity of renewables that we're purchasing um, and also take advantage of the expertise that we have in the um, environmental quality and in conservation side of the agency to help ensure that we're like guiding developers to the best possible locations. Um, you know, one of the challenges that we see in a state like Connecticut, we're very densely populated. Um, we don't have a lot of, you know, we're, we're losing our prime agricultural land uh, and, and we have, you know, core forests uh, that provide important habitat uh, for uh, wildlife and, 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 and species across the state. And so we need to protect all of that. Those also tend to be attractive locations for developers to put, say, grid scale solar projects. Um, so we, it, it just gives us um, a sort of an extra inducement to work with developers on the front end um, and help to point them to, you know, brownfields or media mm -hmm. sites and, and, and former landfills and other locations um, that can help us get the, the, the sort of win-win of both a clean energy future, um, but also, you know, uh, reduce those conflicts with our other environmental and um, conservation goals. Great. Um, so then, going to something you were talking about um, when you presented earlier tonight, um, you talked a bit about different states coming to the table that you hadn't seen before. So mm -hmm. that might be, you know, Virginia joining Reggie, or right. maybe other states even reaching out for advice. So we um, want to hear a little bit more about that because that's yeah. definitely the right spot. <laughs> well, it is exciting, um, and and of course. You know, um, we're seeing states like Maine, for example, um, 
here within New England. They're an important part of our regional energy market, uh, and uh, their incoming governor, uh, Janet Mills, has uh, announced um, really significant commitments to carbon reduction, and that's, you know, a, a a big change um, from her predecessor, uh, who was, who was, um, you know, less focused <laughs> on <Sure. laughs> on uh, addressing carbon. Um, but across the country, you know, we see that. Um, there's a lot of, you know, some of the mid-Atlantic states um, expressing some interest. And, and they have also, you know, advanced different mechanisms that meet their public policy goals, um, but, but looking to think about how we can work together. One of the great things about Reggie, and I think one of the reasons why it's been so successful, is that um, it only requires sort of uh, uniformity across the states and the places where it's really necessary, such as like we have to set one cap and I'll agree on what the cap is going to be. But it provides a lot of flexibility to individual states in other areas where it can to um, to match their own each state's public policy preferences. So, for example, we don't dictate how each state invests the proceeds um, that they get from the sale of, of uh, allowances in the program, um, and different states do different things. And that's one of the reasons I think that it's it's been able to be so successful and so um, have such staying power is that we we respect the differences, um, the different priorities that different states have. Uh, so that kind of spirit of you know working together on the th places where we need to be standardized, um, but also recognizing the diversity of the different states that we work with um, has been a sort of a secret sauce of, of having good, effective, like, regional partnerships. Great. Yeah, so um, to finish out, we were wondering, we might have covered this already, but what you might be most excited about, or like what initiative you might be most excited about to work on now that you're commissioner? Oh, wow. Oh, there's so many. Um, we have, you know, every day coming to the office, it just feels um, so exhilarating. You know, you look at the schedule and there's just... I mean, on the one hand, you could look at it as a lot of problems that are waiting <laughs> to be addressed, but on the other hand, at the end of a good day, you know, you've really advanced the ball on, on different solutions. So, um, and because of the broad range of, of our department, um, the, the sort of range of the, the things that we get to work on and, and the solutions that we're bringing forward is, is equally, um, you know, uh, uh, broad-ranging, but, um, you know, what, for example, tomorrow I'm looking forward to we're going to be announcing um, that we're a, a new pilot program um, around the electrification of transit buses um, here in, in the greater New Haven area, actually. Okay. Um, so from the, uh, the Volkswagen settlement, I don't know if you're familiar with this, um, we were able to allocate, in fact, our, our, uh, my predecessor, Rob Klee, uh, was able to allocate dollars from that settlement to um, our state Department of Transportation to support the electrification of some of their transit buses. So now what we're doing with this pilot um, say, hey, let's learn from that experience um, of the acquisition of these different buses by TOT um, to evaluate what's the most cost-effective way um, to uh, integrate that char uh, the bus charging um, onto the electric distribution system. You know, should the utilities be um, putting uh, distributed generation at the location where this charging is occurring? Um, can we use um, aggregated demand response? 
response to sort of moderate the impact of the charging on the distribution system? Can the DOT have some flexibility in where they place the charging uh, equipment so that they can maybe optimize for a location where the grid can better handle it? Um, are there innovative rate designs that might be uh, worth looking into that would be a win, you know, um, provide value to the distribution utility, but also um, uh, be attractive to DOT as the customer? So we really want to sort of squeeze every um, insight that we can out of um, the, the, these VW settlement dollars and, this, uh, and what DOT is undertaking, because this could become a, a great model. The insights that we get from um, this, this, uh, this effort could be applied uh, potentially to other fleet uh, owners, you know, other fleet conversions across the state. So I'm like, that's just an example of an, another day in the office um, uh, and something we're really excited about. And it feels like every day uh, there's a new opportunity like that, and it's just a terrific opportunity. That's wonderful. That makes me feel so optimistic about the future. <laughs> Definitely. <That's great. laughs> no, it's a, it's a terrific place to work, and as I said earlier, you know, state government is, um, th there's just no end uh, to the things that you can get done. It's just the, the big challenge is finding, you know, resources, mm -hmm. um, talented, you know, uh, folks who want to come and work in state government, um, you know, talented individuals, motivated people who want to run for office and be partners in the legislature, um, citizens who want to get engaged and, and work on these issues as advocates. Uh, there's so much that we can do at the state level when we have the you know that kind of energy and talent um, uh, motivated to address these problems. So I, I feel very fortunate every day to get to go to work and um, do my part. And uh, so it's it's exciting. That is exciting. Yeah, that's what a wonderful note to end on. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity for this conversation. Yeah, thank you for for taking the time to to chat with us. Great. <laughs>